Due to explicit content and language, listener's discretion is advised. Black in thought. All right. Let's get started. You may learn something. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to Black in Thought, where we take a look at current and cultural issues, applying that Afrocentric drip to them. Your hosts tonight are... We got the Professor, Dale, J.B., D., and me, Ill Will. Tonight's going to be an interesting topic. Um, we want to talk about all the things that we as African-American people are receiving that we never asked for. Currently, I mean, there are a lot of things being given at us, thrown at us. It uh, seems like to appease us instead of listening to the actual change that we really want. Um, I mean, for instance, tearing down statues. Yeah, I mean, that's one way to look at it is, you know, how other countries don't have statues of their oppressors up and things like that. But at the end of the day, we didn't ask for you to tear down a statue of Christopher Columbus. We're asking for to change the system, not to change the statue. So, you know, tonight's show, we're going to dive in on that and um, kind of get everybody's thoughts on that. I think it kind of goes back to what we were, some of our previous discussions about uh, things being co-opted um, and people taking advantage of the moment, so to speak and pushing their specific agendas on that. It's just like you said, Christopher Columbus. What does that have to do about police brutality? What does that really have to do with it? Nothing. Or even like, you know, the Washington Redskins changing their name to the Washington football team. Horrible name. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do about... Right. <laughs> what does that have to do with police brutality? So... um you know, it was specific what happened um, with George Floyd, but, you know, it, it's gone so many different directions. You know, even like the Confederate flag with NASCAR, you know, that happened. Okay. But what does it have to do about police brutality? <laughs> so, I mean, we, we understand that, you know, the way it works, I mean, that as a symbol of hate, the Confederate flag. Uh, for a lot of people. Right. And, but that's still not what we asked for. I mean, unless you're trying to get more black people to come watch NASCAR. I mean, I I guess, but I mean, that doesn't do anything to change the situation. Right. Cause we was not black people then not watch NASCAR cause the Confederate flag. Right. Yeah, that, 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 had, that had nothing to do with <laughs> yeah, the, had nothing why to do with the flag. Watch that. people drive and go left. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> go fast. Flip over a wall. Before or 500 laps. <laughs> Or, I mean, even as to go so far as, like, you know, to play the Black National Anthem at the first um, preseason football game. I mean, I mean, yes, it's recognition, but what is it really doing for us? Yeah, I think that the action is what is kind of is pretty frustrating for me. I, I, I'd like to see some something put in the movement, you know, something, something tangible. You know, these are all symbolic things, which is important, I guess. You know, because it, I guess, is a is a is an indication that people people's perspectives are changing. But um, 
need tangible, tangible movement. You know, actions speak louder than words. Way louder. And like the actions that they're showing us, are, like I said, it seems like they're just appeasing, not actual reform or not actual change. I th- I personally think they're like you said, giving uh, giving us a lot of a lot of these things, like changing the football name, changing the um, changing the the football team name and the uh, Confederate flag and you know all that other stuff. I think they're doing that because because of the black dollar. To be honest with you, like we talk about the NBA, NBA is made up. I don't not sure of the percentage, but I'm pretty sure it's a very high number of um, players in the NBA. And if the NBA don't support Black Lives Matter, then as black people are right now is they're they're pulling their money from stuff that don't support black lives matter uh, or don't support support the movement so the nba is saying oh well we don't want to piss off our our top players or we don't want to piss off our uh our our bottom dollar which is the the black the black person uh the black dollar so in to appease like you were saying the black community let's just go put black lives matter across the court like, you know what I'm saying, but but they're not. I don't see them arguing to change anything about the the laws, like in Kentucky with the no knock the no knock warrant uh, rule and all that other stuff. Like they're not doing nothing to change anything. To go back to what you're saying, JB, nothing tangible. It's it's being changed on a local level, but it's not being changed just to say at a higher level. Like um, I did see city council there did vote not to exercise the no knock warrant anymore. Right, but. Like you said, I mean, but that's just I'm, one I'm talk, place I'm, out of... I'm talking about the NBA. I was, in that particular situation, I'm talking about the NBA. What, the NBA wasn't pushing for that. So all they did was just put Black Lives Matter on the court and make a fancy commercial and say we all support and all lives matter and, you know, all the good stuff. But once again, you're not doing anything tangible to, to help change the, all, the whole point of where Black Lives Matter even came from. So I I just I just think they just they're protecting their bottom dollar at the end of the day. I mean at the end of the day you're right. It's 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 about, you know, revenue. Yeah. I mean Of course revenue is needed to keep the company afloat and things like that and to do the things they need to do. But don't secure your revenue off our backs. Mm -hmm. And which that's what a lot of people seem to do. Which I don't know if anybody else had a chance to see or uh, read about it. I mean, it's just so quickly how we fade. And what I mean by that is um, out there in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, on uh, Black Wall Street, out there on that street, the the, the Black Lives Matter uh, painting that's on the street, city council has already voted to remove that Ugh. from the street. And so, I mean, how much do we really matter? I mean, just that fast. It's like, okay, you can have this for now. But then they've already voted just to, ha- to have it, you know, removed. Yeah. Like I said, they they did that just so, once again, to hold off, or once you said earlier, to appease the black person, the black community at that point in time. Everything was, when they wrote that, when they painted that on the street, everything was on fire. You know what I mean? Right. The, the, they were so scared. They were so scared for their damn city to get burnt down. They said, "Oh, let's 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 show support. Let's just paint Black Lives Matter across the whole entire street." You know what I mean? To, to try to prove a point. But like you just said, a month or however long it's been, two months later, 
they're now yeah, they're voting to have it removed. <laughs> exactly. And then you know the sad part about it, they they, they said they had an open public forum about it. But a lot of the residents didn't even know about it. I mean, mm-hmm. if you didn't regularly go to city council meetings and things like that, you wouldn't even never known it was up for a vote. So I mean, it well, was that, just, that that just speaks to engagement in you know um, civics. You know, like you just said, city council, um, state representatives, you know, your local con, you know, congressional people. So being involved in that and engaged in that. More so, I think you you'll you'll be aware of what's going on around you even more so, and what's being brought up for debate. Yeah, you know what's being discussed. So, I think that engagement for me has kind of woken me up a little bit to be just be more engaged and be more aware of what's going on with the decision makers at um, in the place in the place you live. I mean, they've already been doing sneaky stuff. It's just now, you know, when you get your hand caught in the cookie jar. Mm-hmm. It's more prevalent now, mm-hmm. and you know, higher 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 costs to pay when you do get caught. And then you know, on top of that, you know, we have our black folks that are in these offices, and I mean, I really hate to say it, but now they're under an even more uh, stringent microscope while they're in these offices. Well, they should be. Well, to a degree, is what what I'm saying is um, to where this guy can get away with something. Now, you know, this this black House of Representative person or senator, you know, the minute they do something like oh, have somebody illegally park their car. Well, I was thinking more so like being held accountable for. Well, yeah, most definitely. You know, for, you for know, what, what you're doing, doing and yes. what you know. Well, just from a sense of keeping things moving forward for our people, you know, being being conscious of that and being held accountable for it in that regard. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's, that's on that side, very of it, but then too. on the other side, yes, you're right. You know, you know, you can't sneeze without somebody yeah. coming after you, mm-hmm. you know, so. not saying, you know, Hey, you need a tissue, but they were like, Hey, what you do wrong? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's just, uh, I, I, I truly don't understand the thought process behind some of the things that they're doing, like tearing down all these statues, um, I, I get it. You know, someone, I, when I was talking to someone, they, they, they put it like this. You don't go over to Germany and see all the statues of, you know, all the Nazis and things like that, that, mm-hmm. you know, had the atrocities against the, the Jewish folks and everything like that. So why do we need to see that over here? In which I, I, I dug that and, you know, I really understood that. But that should have been something done a long time ago, not because of 2020 when a black man dies. <laughs> it shouldn't be. It right. shouldn't be done just now if that's right. the case. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. Because I mean, I know, I know. Like for example, the Christopher Columbus statue. To even to my knowledge, man, I know people have been trying to vote to tear that thing down for years. It's been it's been just off my knowledge at least ten to fifteen years I can remember that people was trying to get that thing tore down and everybody was against it. You know, the city or council, whoever they vote kept saying, no, 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 this is a part of our history, blah, 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 blah. But now all of a sudden, you know, there's a, this major group called black lives matter. And you know, if you don't tear down that statue or, or most of them don't tear it down, they just move it to another place, but if they don't tear it down. Then, you know, you're going to have, uh, uprising of angry black folks and uh, really 
angry folks, period. Not even yeah, I don't even people. think that's the thing. Is like I don't think that black people who are marching and protesting for George Floyd were concerned about Christopher Columbus statues. <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm saying. So it's not like it's not like they were saying, you know what? Yeah, that's messed up what happened to George Floyd, but. This Christopher Columbus statue is what we really, you know, I mean, like, no, that was that has nothing to do with it. So that's what I'm saying. It's like these people who have took it, you know, taken advantage of the situation, try to steal whatever narrative it was about Black Lives Matter and about police, police brutality. They've shifted it over to, well, these are these were oppressors and we got to, you know, get rid of all these symbols of oppressors. So it's like. Yes, but let's focus. Let's stay on task here. Let's focus on how do we end police brutality against African American. Let's let's look at that. Let's dissect that. Then let's go look at these other, you know, these statues and these other things. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's let's stay on task. So that's that's really what I, how I feel about it. What you say, Professor? You've been kind of quiet. Yeah, yeah. I've been taking it, I've been taking it in, and that's a good point, JB. I'm looking at the bigger picture of this whole Black Lives Matter movement and uh, the so-called changes that they're making that are in our best interests. And I don't want to get distracted and I don't want to be bamboozled once again, but I'm reading this article and it's saying that uh, 16 important changes that were made after George Floyd's death. And the, one of the changes that I read was that one of the officers that were involved in the crime and the murder of George Floyd was arrested four days after. And then some other changes where the other three officers were arrested. So what I'm seeing is change in place of justice, right? So they're calling it change when it's actually justice. And I'm reading this and I'm thinking like when an officer commits a crime, he becomes like one of us. That's not change, that's justice, right? So we can't be sleep on thinking that they're providing this change when in essence they're only honoring the Constitution, right? So there's a whole list of things that happen after George Floyd's murder. For us, change is like an incentive, right? When we change something for you, we make an adjustment for you. I'm going to change this. I'm going to change your interest rate. I'm going to change your payment due date, right? But you're changing something that I'm already entitled to that yeah. you haven't already given me, right? Makes sense. So, again, the media is helping to aid and abet uh, the political part of this aspect by making us, okay, you didn't give, you knocked down a few statues. And get, again, statues are representations of the values we have of this country, right? Mm -hmm. Just like uh, the Statue of Liberty, right? What does liberty represent, right? Freedom. Freedom. Right. Freedom. It's supposed to be freedom. Right. So, yeah. okay, okay, so pause. So now we have these statues of people like Christopher Columbus and the other these other guys who uh, represent what? Oppression. 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 Okay. So America, which one is it? Right? Which one is it? So you tell us what, we're, we're, what we've changed is we've knocked down these statues. We've did this. When in essence, you've just given us justice. You haven't given us shit. So that's my mindset. Yeah. I mean, that's a good, that's a good point. Maybe. I mean, you, you're, I won't say given anything. You're finally starting to recognize what's right. rightfully Hours, what everybody, right. you know, just right. hum, human, you know, rights, yeah. you know, right, Na natural rights that we have as uh, as human beings, and that's what this country is supposed to be founded on is recognizing those natural rights. Right, and, and basically they're saying we're, we're going to change the law to accommodate you as a citizen. 
And then, you know, we'll go back to how we do business, right? So again, you got to look at it a little closer than how they're advertising it because again, we we rallying for civil rights when we don't even have human rights. I mean, a man lost his life mm-hmm. and they're telling us, well, we're going to make these changes for you and we're going to include you into the Constitution. We're going to include you into justice and we're going to make it right for you, right? That's That's the way I see this. So again... Before we can ask for civil rights, we must first ask for human rights. We have to fight for that. Because I mean, because I, I know I had a conversation with somebody uh, not too long ago about the George Floyd situation. It was a, a person of uh, a Caucasian person, and and they were they wasn't being mean or they just really didn't understand. Like, why is everybody so torn up about it? And I was just and it, and I was trying to explain the best way I can. It was like. This man got murdered. Like, you know, whatever he did, wrote a check, a bad check, check fraud, whatever. Yes, okay. I mean, you know, that wasn't right. I'm not, I'm not saying that's okay. But the man got murdered. Right. And I was like, and the, the fact that you Crime don't... doesn't fit the punishment. Right. And, 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 and I was starting to get upset because I'm like, the fact that he was murdered because of a, a written, a bad check, if you, if you want to, you know, you know, put the two together, the fact that you don't understand that is is bothering me you know it bothered me the fact that she did not understand why not just black people just people in general were upset about that i'm like how how could you not be upset if a man got murdered because he wrote a bad check like if you that's like kind of put it together yeah that's 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 a good point so this is this is this is where we're at with this so all through this black lives matter and this george Floyd incident you've often heard everyone say well that was one incident with a cop. All cops are not bad, right? Right, right. And you, you've seen that pushed. You have seen people cheer. Hey, listen, you know, that was just one incident. All cops are not bad, right? But when it comes to African-American men, we're profiled. Mm-hmm. And their philosophy is, hey, we don't know for sure if you're bad. But, but we're, we're, we're going to approach. We're, we're going to approach, approach as yeah. if, as if you are. Okay, and, now, I disagree. Now, now, hold on. Now, I Paul. Now, Paul, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Okay, I'm glad you said that. Oh yeah. Now, you now, know now, what? Now, 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 Paul. <laughs> now, Paul. Hey, that was one incident. It doesn't represent the views of every police officer, right? But when these officers see these black men, they, they, their, their first thought process is okay he could be a thug or he could be this or he could be that you never heard an officer say you know what that was one incident of maybe a black man committing a crime but all black men are not like that right so it's a double standard I would say that it's a double standard I don't think that all cops f- feel that way when they approach situations I will say that the majority of people in general, when they see a, a, a man of color, a black, a brown person, and there is something that goes in the back of their mind. And I, I just I, I, call I, it whatever you want to call it, but there is something that goes into people that say, hmm, let me be aware of where I'm at, my surroundings of this person. That is not the, that is not what that is, right. they're well, not on, thinking about on. that one. I, when, hold when, on. I, 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 I got to answer that. I, I got to no, I got to because I mean, there's still got to be some defense here. OK, there it is. Of people, it is not just. I mean, when you say just cops and things like that, right? It's going to be. It's, it's, it's a, a nation of people because it's yeah. not just. Brought, I mean, I get it. We're it, we're talking about the police brutality aspect of it, 
but it's the people in general in America. When we talk about, if we talk about like white people and things like that, 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 you know, get afraid when they see a person of color. But this also goes back to how we're portrayed on TV, how we're portrayed in the media, how we're, if those things weren't going forward like that, um, and the biggest thing I can say is when they always want to do black on black crime, if we weren't put out there like that, you know, the stereotype wouldn't completely be like that. Now, then they would have to have an encounter with the black person to feel that way. If the agenda wasn't pushed visually and vocally, they would have to have an encounter. Because I've I'll, met several I, people I agree with that. who have not met a black person before and only goes off of what people have told them or what they've seen on TV. Or, now, or with that, they, the they, 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 yeah, or a song or something like that. So they get scared from there. Um, it's not, I don't just center it down to like, just if you group it all to just to say cops now they before they were cops they had that stereotype beforehand and so that's what we need to weed out figure out what's going on what's causing that thing and and go forward from there i agree with you on on this sense yes i acknowledge that as as people as as just people and no matter what their profession is i get that i understand that but whenever it comes to law enforcement though their job is to um, dissect and you know uh, see perceived threats. Supposed they're, to be you know, neutral. Arrested, supposed or, to be indifferent. Well, well, what I'm saying is they're, they're supposed to diagnose threats, right, and try to eliminate threats or diffuse threats or however you want to say it. So when you already had that mindset, there there's definitely more of a target on African Americans than there is on uh you know on white folks or and whoever. that's why i said so if you Asians have these people you have to be able to we there has to be a way that we can weed these people out but can um, you, but can you really though that's why i said that's where i think the good i think there's no way for you to weed out the negative thoughts yeah you know, there is the, how, how? because it's 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 honestly create a test no it's a culture it's a culture thing that has to change with the good cops. J- JB, you said something a couple of episodes ago. You said it takes eight years to become yeah, a doctor. Yeah, I, I do agree right. with that still. Right, and, yeah. and, I, and I agree with you on that. I do. He, when you're talking yeah. about, when you're talking about, it will, when you talk, it will, when you talk, don't make sense. That don't make sense. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When you're talking about, when you're talking about, when you're talking about policing, because I believe that law enforcement does a whole lot when it comes to inciting panic on the black community. The way you police us makes people think that we're dangerous, period, point blank. So law enforcement is a whole lot to add to that. By the way, the police is, we're going to be extra brutal with them because these guys are very brutal. They're very dangerous. Or, you know, we're going to do everything. See, about, hold that's on, not on, every hold situation. On. And right. listen, and listen, it's not the media. It's law enforcement. So what I'm it's saying is the media, too. OK, so I'm like JB, a job so important when it comes to serving and protecting Three months, six months is not enough, especially when people come from different backgrounds. I agree. All right, there's a lot of there's a lot of mental cleansing and things you have to do to reset a person's mindset. So put it put it understand. this way. No, but no, 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 but see, no, because you, you speak of this, but see, there's 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 several agencies who require you to have a bachelor's degree. So that's at least four years of criminology that you have to have. So, I mean, y'all can shake your head and everything like that you want, but that is four years on the right, on the, on the track to becoming a police officer. So hold on, let me finish. That require you to get to that spot, and then you go through however long whoever has an academy in. So to sit here and say that you need X amount of years to be able to do this 
is not going to get you the same results as you think. And so if I spend eight years trying to be in school and doing all this other stuff to be a cop, that's not going to change shit. And the reason why it's not going to change shit is because you got still doctors who take forever who still violate the oath. You got pharmacists who yeah, do whatever yeah, and yeah. still fucking violate that same yeah, oath man, but everybody, by sending everybody but everybody, else. But everybody, a pharmacist can kill you just the same. But that standard isn't consistent across the board, though. It's nowhere. So you mean to say that... We're talking about we're talking about situations where in six to eight months you go from not being a police officer to in a rural community. To, yeah, to to being a cop. You know what I mean? In for, an for, urban for, community. I mean, come on. I, I, I do want to say this. There are like, you know, people in EMT and other public servants and, and firefighters. Same you know, amount of training. L- here, let me hear me out. They're not putting people's they're not are they, are they not listen, putting people's life on the line? Listen, listen, A bad EMT kill you just as much. No, listen, listen. They're, they are putting themselves more so. If a guy's going in a burning building to try to save somebody, okay? that That's that's not the same thing as them going out, them having a gun, and they can pick and choose on whose life they want to end. Judgment. That, that's, that's they totally can pick judgment. and choose whose life they want to save, though. I promise you, I've seen it. Hey, and hey, I, I've, I, I've I, seen I, it. Yeah, I but check this out. That. Pick that's and choose whose life you want to save versus picking and choose whose life you want to take is a big fucking difference. It's about the same. That's not a difference. It's the same. It's the same. I choose to take your life versus you to save you. It's not the same. I choose not to save you. I just chose to kill you. That's exactly what I just chose to that, do. That, that is true. And so you talk, If I chose not to save you, I just made the, the, the decision in my mind that Same thing. I want to kill you if I choose so not to save you. So what if I don't need you. save and you decide to take it? What if I'm not in a situation where I don't need save, but you decide to take my life? It's not the same. It's not it the same. The same. It ain't the I mean, same. you can take... You, if, if I'm choosing not to save you... What you Batman now? You, y'all, I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, it's... it's <laughs> It it, it, it's, it it works both ways. Everybody so loves the firefighter. <laughs> Everybody loves the firefighter, and I get it. I mean, they're all rosy coming in on the big red trucks and yeah. second responders and shit like that. But um, second responders. I, 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 no. I heard that. I heard that shit. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you, you, when you you, you expect, second. and you know, this is you can say it's cliche or do whatever, but. You do have many good cops out there that are doing the fight every day. These things aren't put out there. These things, people don't give a hell about the good I, cops I, I doing these things. I disagree with you. I disagree with you. Well, I can I name disagree. 10 of them. And I can name many black men who are doing the right thing when they were murdered by these good cops. No, you can't. Because that's not what I just said. I said the I good know what co- you said. No, because, I mean, if they... You're vouching for the good cops. I'm vouching for the citizens who trusted these cops with their safety, well, but yet they got murdered. And, and still, if you look at a lot of these cops who did that, all had issues. And it was those departments who chose to look the other way with those issues. So at that moment, they were not the good cops. They were not in that same category. It was the agency that failed so you who was, and everyone so else. So who was there to they, say that black men are not bad? Who from law enforcement was there to say, instead of defending their own and say, you know, all cops are not bad? many people who's been defending. I can tell you I at wish, least 10 different people that got fired because they stopped a person remember, from we, doing we, justice. We, we, that's we, not, that's we've not hit changed. On, we've hit on this. We've hit on this. That's not changed. A, f- a few times. So that's let's, not let's, let's, let's reel it back to, you know, these. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Well, to, yeah, to <laughs> what we got and what we, what we really want. So I guess this is kind of tied to well, I mean, what we it ties really in want. because we still, the change, you still want to change. That's not changed. That's justice. Like but, but can, all right, so I'm going to rewind a little bit. Uh, professor, in in your in your initial speech, you you brought up something. You brought up something, and this is you talking about the uh, the cops that got arrested after the George Floyd 
thing, right? Yes, sir. It was four cops that got arrested. That's correct, sir. Right? And you called that justice. That's justice. That was not justice. No, they named it change. They named it change. And that's and that's what I'm getting to. So when we talk about what we want as far as black people want out of this movement, we don't want we just we just don't just want you to get arrested because they have not got convicted. Justice yet. Is You're talking convicted. reform. Justice is conviction. But that's but but when we talk about the things that we want, the things that we want, the black people want, we want these cops that do wrong, right? We want the cops that do wrong. We want them to have to pay for it. Because how many cops, how many stories can we go back and look where cops got arrested and through investigation and in a trial? Well, or blah, King blah, incident. All exactly. of them got free. All of them got free. So, so how there's many no justice? So that's what I mean. So that's why I said I and I like I know where you were going with it, but I was like, I I personally don't call that justice because all you did was get arrested and got put on administrative leave right now until the investigation and stuff is over. The one guy got fired. I but- totally assure you of this. Make no mistake. If every cop who committed a crime got arrested, it would curve the rate at which they committed that offense. I guarantee it. No, I it wouldn't. It, not, it, not it would take a dip, but it, it wouldn't occur. It, it'd it, be a dip, it wouldn't, but it wouldn't because, be a Because they're not, because you get arrested, you get put on administrative leave, which means you get I'm paid. talking about jail time. But that's not arrested. That's, 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 that's conviction. conviction. That's a conviction. Okay. So that's so that's what I'm talking about. A conviction. About. Like, a conviction then. That's in, exactly. So when you're talking about what we want as black people and, and out of this movement, what we want is for these officers who do the wrong thing murdering a man in the street to get convicted and like you just said do jail time we don't want you just to get arrested and get, and get a slap on the wrist until you don't do it again we want you to get arrested we want you to get arrested get convicted and do real jail time as if me or you or anybody else at this table walked out in the street and killed another man that's what would happen to us we wouldn't get arrested and be like all right well don't do that again dale you know what I mean? And going about your life. No, I'm getting arrested and I'm getting convicted and I'm doing real drill time. So what we want as black people is for these officers to get convicted and not just arrested. So you're saying justice. We don't want change. We want justice. Yeah, we, we're right. saying the same thing. I just don't call it arrested. It's arrested is not justice. Yeah. A conviction but we're, but we're is, saying the same thing. We're saying the same so, thing. But I, I want to play something and um, get everybody's opinion on what's kind of being said here uh shannon sharp if i don't know if everybody had a chance to hear this though he had a a conversation with skip bayless and it was just about an uncomfortable truth you talk all the way real about america and try to have an open and honest dialogue conversation with white america yep then it would go to the fact it would tear down the very foundation the very fabric in which they said america was built on america was not built on freedom america was built on racism and the backbone, the lifeblood, the economy of America was built on the backs of slaves. That is fact. Yep. And racism is so ingrained in America because, Skip, from the very first time when you brought those slaves over in 1619, you had someone to look down on. You robbed him of his given name. You robbed him of his dignity. You robbed him of his humanity. Mm-hmm. You told him he was less than. You treated him as less than. And then somehow you say, what? That America is what? America is how? He never he never received that. You got 250 years of free labor. Yep. 250. Because, Skip, let me tell you how this works, Skip. Mm. When you hire someone to do something, either you can't do the job or you don't want to do the job. So which is it? So as America was thriving, mm-hmm. who was doing the work? The workers, it wasn't you. Mm. Not only were they working in the field, they were taking care of your kids before they could take care of their own. Mm. 
So this this notion that America would huh? white people did we did all this. No, you didn't. Skip and 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 then you have to look. The greatest purveyor of racism and violence is the American white man. No race of people have suffered more on American soil than the black. No one to this day. Mm. So you had two. I mean, you you could argue the Native Americans. The, 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 skip. Yeah. They weren't enslaved for 250. No, no, they were not. Now, it, they, it, they were just murdered often and ta their homes taken from us. Like, we, that's what I happened got it, I got it. And I'm just saying, for on ballot. Yeah. Yes. And the thing was, Skip, and they still did it. And they did it. Yeah. See, guess what they did? So they've been stealing and looting since the inception of America. True. So when you talk openly and honestly mm -hmm. about how what they did yep. to the American black, and they was like, oh, get over that. That was so long ago. That's ingrained. Mm. Years and years get where you don't have any income. So great-grandfathers had, had sons and sons and sons that had nothing. They had no wealth. While they were passing it down from generation to generation, he was a slave owner. His son was a slave owner. His son became a slave owner. Mm -hmm. His son became a slave owner. You see how that wealth kept going down the line? Mm -hmm. Well, we were having to start from scratch and skip because, you know, you couldn't read. A lot of these guys, they couldn't read, and if they caught you reading, they beat you or they killed you. Mm. So it was, it took us a long time. And those were the ones happened to be the few that overcame. Yep. So if we have open and honest conversation about what America is and how America came to be, how do you tell the story without telling about the American slave and his significant role in American history? Mm. But they'll tell you about George Washington. Mm. They'll George Washington had slaves. They tell you about Thomas Jefferson. He owned slaves too, but he wrote the Declaration. You see, Skip, but he wrote the Declaration of Independence. What about the slaves that he had? Mm. What about he even had kids with him? Oh, uh, yeah, and that wasn't by choice. Sadly, him was 14 mm -hmm. years old. Yep. So, in other words, and he took across mm -hmm. state lines and across seas for immoral purpose. Mm -hmm. But I skip. I don't want to get too far to that. But you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So, do. if we tell the story of America in its totality, truthfully, honestly. White America can't deal with that, Skip, mm. because they want to feel that we discovered it because we wanted a better way of life and we yada, yada, yada. But that's not it. Mm. And so you're going to have to rewrite history. All those history books will have to be burned. Instead of, instead of sidebars and footnotes, the Amer African-American would have to feature, be featured very prominently. And I don't know if America really wants to do that. Mm. I really don't. Have you ever sat down and had a conversation with a white man about race relations like you just... No, had with because any time we talk about race, the first thing they talk about, well, Shannon, what about the black-on-black -black crime? Mm. What about the violence in Chicago? You mm. see, it's always, Skip, I got to shift it. I don't want to talk about, uh, let's talk about this head on. Let's yeah. talk about what you did, how you robbed and pillaged mm -hmm. and looted uh, Native Americans of their land, mm. and how you enslaved, brought men and women to, to, to cultivate this land, to grow, the, Skip, cooking. Who did all the cooking? Miss Mary ain't do no cooking. Mm. Who took care of the kids? She ain't take care of no kids. Mm. So, man, stop this. If, if you're going to tell the story, we're going to have to tell it in totality, Skip. Yep. But we'll have to tell it honestly. Mm. And, uh, Skip, that's, that's 400 years. That's too much history. You over 401 years. You don't really want to rewrite that kind mm -hmm. of history. So Deep. Very, very deep. Um, but it's, 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 it's everything that we we discuss here man it's like it, it, they don't want to that's why i say a few episodes i was talking about education 
Because if people really were given uncut, raw history of this country, that's how you change perceptions. That's how you change children's thought process and way of thinking. When you, when, when you put it in front of their face about these things happen, this is how this came to be. Their, 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 their whole mind is going to be, Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is how this country got to be the most powerful nation in the world. This is how, you know, we had all these advancements in, in, in a short amount of time, you know, that, that it's, it's, it's the reality of the situation. So we'll go, go ahead. It will. I don't know. I'm just, I mean, it just spoke that the, the change, um, that is necessary and you have to educate people. Like you said, to be able for them to even understand why the change is necessary and to help them to further along the change. Um, I mean, just like we've been saying, or the conversation was just a minute ago. Yes. With a lot of things, justice is being substituted for change. Um, yeah, you may arrest somebody, but until you get a conviction, that is the justice of it. And it's, it's, it's uh, too many times we're getting bamboozled by the stuff that they're putting in front of us to appease us and not giving real change. You know, I, I like Shannon Sharp. He keep the shit so real, but, but, but I'm gonna throw this out there. And, and this is on a serious note, you know, in a couple of episodes, I, I've mentioned the word slave, right? And motherfuckers get real uncomfortable with that term, right? Shannon Sharp just explained to you the mm -hmm. significance of a slave, right? So there's a pro and a con of a slave. It was because of the slave, America became a superpower due to the cost yes, exactly. of infrastructure. Exactly. On the flip side, it's due to slavery. We've never, we've never got to a place where we've taken what we, who we are back, right? We come from royalty. We come from from riches, kings and queens. Uh, the creation of math and science. That's why they chose us to come and help build their infrastructure because they seen the shit we had in Africa and they're like, damn, we need that, right? Mm -hmm. But the pro and con of it is this. When you mention the word slaves and a white person gets uncomfortable, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. Now, mind you, they've never been enslaved, right? So there's no reason, there's nothing they can relate with it. But when we talk about it, like Shannon Sharp said, we built this America, but yet we were made to feel like we wasn't shit. Right. Because, and then on the because, flip side, we were made to feel like we wasn't shit so that we can continue to make sure their children's 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 children stay wealthy off the sweat of your mama's back, your grandmama's back, your grandfather's back and your grandfather's back. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like a double edged sword. They don't want to talk about that. and They don't like the term because when because, we really because, discuss it in truth and we really talk about it, motherfucker, who's now who's really the greatest? Who's really the best? Who really built this shit? Right. That's a conversation they don't want to have because it's very sensitive. And when a motherfucker kind of push away from a subject, there has to be some truth that they don't want to examine. Well, I think you hit, you hit it several points there, Professor, but what I really take from it, yeah, clap on that. What I really take, take from it is um, they, they know that um, the, the, what they've been perpetrating is false. You're that's damn right what, that's, it is. That's why they, right. because when they say, well, you know, we built this country and we, you know, we did this and this country is the greatest because of this. And it's like, 
well, the country's greatest because all that all those years of free labor th- that created all this trade around the world that came into America and, and build up these banks. Imagine that's, having a, that's 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 what happened. JB, imagine having a <laughs> JB, mm-hmm. imagine having a business with no fucking overhead. Right. Can you imagine that? I mean, nothing but profit. All nothing but profit. profit. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing but profit. No losses. No losses. <laughs> no losses. You're fucking amazing. Right. Damn. Your worst loss is that one of your slaves died and you go buy another one. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah, so I mean, they, when you when you making money hand over fist and you're you're exporting and, and these goods and then you're also importing goods because you're exports and you you know, and all this money is just being accumulated as a, as a as a nation. And and you're able to build this and build that and have this. So yes, everything that America has is is the generational wealth that it created off the backs of slaves 400 years ago. So let me ask this question: What drives us down the avenue to get that change? Um, to get what get what change? To drive the education, the thoughts, and the actual actions. Of white folks, you know, because like I said, they're not listening to tell you the truth right now. About well, yeah, the they're not listening because that's why. Because that's why. I can tell you. I can tell you that <laughs> changing the name of the as, football team. Yeah, as a, as, a, as a culture back in, so it goes back to Africa. As a culture, we understood the necessity of the bond, right, and the attachment of one another. Back in Africa, our if I seen your cattle or your crop not thriving, I gave you seed. Right. When we came here and we talk about displacement and separation, if you look now, the black man and the black woman is more separated than ever. Right. We don't have anything where we can displace our frustrations. We don't have anything that we have to hold on to. So you divide, you conquer. Our race is divided. We come from a culture that was bonded. They brought us here and they separated us through tears, light skin, dark skin, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. right? We will never get to a place where we can really connect and grow until we re- we re- reattach our values from our homeland. Because we have American values, right? We're very Americanized. We think the American way, yeah. right? Even though the American customs and cultures does not benefit us, we think the American way. But we have to go back to the basics, right? We got to read these books about our culture to see how things were. If if you have a business and you have a business and you have a family, it's my responsibility to make sure I invest in you, whether it be uh, advice or monetary, whatever. It is my responsibility to JB to make sure you have what you need in your family. It's my responsibility. We're no longer responsible for each other. Hey, nigga, you ain't got it. Fuck it. That's on you. I got my own family to worry about. How many times have you heard that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the white man makes sure that his children's children's mm-hmm. children's inheritance yeah. is in order. So they've so, adapted our culture. We've taken on their shit. Yeah. You know? So it will to 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 your question. I, I honestly, my personal opinion is teaching white people are the history, like the true history, it ain't gonna matter. They like like JB said a few minutes ago, they know. They know the history. They know they know what they did. They know what we did as slaves or black people and what we have brought to this country and what we have provided this country. Um, they know. The problem is we don't know. Hmm. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? We don't know. So so to just to, to pick back what you were just saying, Professor, we don't know the morals. We don't know like how your your example you just gave was amazing. If you got a business and you got a business and, and, and maybe I don't have a business, but I have a family and I'm struggling. You as a business owner, mm-hmm. hey, let me provide you with something. And instead of thinking you're losing something, you're providing me with something. Then I'm going to in turn take that blessing and I'm going to help the next uh, family and bless them, whatever it is that I can bless them with. These are the morals that they had in Africa. You know what I mean? These are the morals that we, we had, our ancestors had, and this is how they built. They didn't have money back then. They didn't have dollars. There was no dollars. These communities survived off of each other. If you had cattle and you had grain and you knew how to build house, all three of y'all work together. I give you a cattle, you build me a house. <laughs> I give you grain to feed the cattle. To, you know what I'm saying? That's how we all work together. So teaching white people our history, it ain't going to matter. Because they're just like it's been ingrained in us to think a certain way for 400, 500 years. The same way is with them. They've been ingrained. They've they've been taught, like you just said, Jay, uh, uh, Professor, their children's 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 children. They've been taught over these years, over hundreds of years, to think a certain way about the black man. They know the history. They talk about the history. They they know the history better than we know the history. But that ain't going to change the way they think. You know, that, that's a good point. Um, I think with us, too, we need to be more vulnerable to each other. You know, um, we, we walk around with our guard up so much that if we're more vulnerable and we know we can trust each other to help each other, I think that'll go a long way, too. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, America... Because people are... I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, brother, please. You know, if you mentioned, like, hey, I'm struggling, but we're so... We don't want our guard down that we want to, want to know that, hey, I'm struggling, I got a problem, that we keep it to ourselves. or by the time someone finds out you're struggling... Hey, I'm, I'm going to lose my car. Well, the tow truck's outside. Yeah. Versus where, you know, if we're more vulnerable, hey, brother, this is what I'm going through. Can you help me? Right. Because, see, even back in our cultural days, and this is when I was reading Mandela's book, our culture believed in equal distribution of wealth. We knew the dangers of having more than what you needed, right? So we only kept what we needed in order to survive. And we made sure everybody had equal amounts because... When you have a situation, just like in America, where you have this person with this, that, and the other, it creates envy, uh, it can animosity. create animosity. And we, and we knew that if I got 10 cows and you got seven cows, let me go ahead and give you an extra cow. Because the equal distribution of wealth kept everything kosher. America calls it communism, right? But we call it community. It's really community, right? Mm. Because what it does is it makes sure that everybody's family is eaten. Everybody has, right? You don't have more than what you need because when you have more than what you need, it's Socialism. waste. It's waste. What's that? If I got more, more if I got more shit than what I need, it's what waste. Because I can't use it all. It's funny you said that, man. I'm putting my closet out. I got all these damn shoes and clothes. What it's for? waste. And I feel like this is so waste. There's somebody who needs well, see, it. What so size waste. you wear? Well, see, here, <laughs> <Hey>. Professor. <laughs> I, would, I, I don't even care if they're bigger than my feet. I'll take them. <laughs> hey, Professor. I wear a 10, but I'll fuck up with a 13. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> was she white? Oh! <laughs> right, Jamie, Jamie, what, what, what I was going to say was... The wrong way. Ooh. Come on, brother. All right, what I was going to say was, was that 
Yeah, there's a difference. I hear what you're saying, Professor. But there is a difference when, you know, you have a community where people feel that, um, like, like, like D was saying about want to give somebody something or want to, or, or the example you gave about wanting to give a cow. It's totally different when somebody's putting a gun in your head and saying, no, this is yours and you're going to get that to them. No, we're going to take this and we're going to get that to them. That's, that's a totally different conversation, man. So mm-hmm. that, that's, I don't think we want to go down that road when we start forcing people to give stuff away. No, no, no. Well, yeah, I don't think he was talking about It wasn't a force. It was a way of life. Yeah, it was a way because of life. Because we had, back, back in Africa, we had chiefs, tribal chiefs, when there was an issue, they brought everybody together and resolved it. But they knew they had enough wisdom to understand that equal distribution of wealth took away a lot of the bullshit and the politics of how people live. People have what they need. They're good, right? But in America, even if you have what you need, they can market shit to a point where, they, where they'll make you think that if you don't have what you want, you fucked up. Well, yeah, I mean, Just I, like I, remember, I, I give you a perfect example. Just like when COVID-19 started, right? Motherfuckers ain't no toilet paper, no tissues. Man. Shit. <laughs> Unemploy- Listen, if you were like me, I had a couple clients that cut me off immediately because they couldn't afford to pay me. You know what I'm saying? So to make sure we had toilet tissue and paper towels and milk was a need. I didn't give a fuck about no this. I didn't give about a, about a car, about a suit, about a pair of new shoes. I just cared about having food and the necessities for my family. That's all I cared about. The, our chieftains from our culture from Africa understood the value of necessity. It's only in America where they make you chase the value of want. I mean, it's gotten kind of out of hand, but like a lot of your Somali communities around here still practice they that. Do. They do. Their elders in their communities are the ones who actually police. Because like you show up and then they're like, we'll take care of it. We got it. I mean, and of course, depending on what the situation had happened, but I mean, for the most part, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you know, okay, you got it. Okay, you got it. Um, but they still practice that, you know, being over here in America, and a lot of them have been Americanized, but they, some of those communities still practice that, yeah. even though the influence that they've received and from I, America. And I think, that, I think that that's more so a uh, an Eastern culture yeah. um, versus a Western culture. Where Eastern culture is is a lot more about us and we, and where in the Western culture is very much about the individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there is some cultural differences that play into that too. You, you're darn right about that because where we come from in Africa, everything was about ownership. Here, everything is about debt. Even till today, we're modern day. We're still all indentured servants. We owned everything without debt we owned our cattle we owned our ranch we owned our crop now you go into a 30-year fucking mortgage and pay three times as much for your house yep yeah if that ain't no indentured servant shit then i don't know what it is (laughs) right so what i'm saying is we have we have steered away from owning because the black dollar we all know is very very powerful right Mm -hmm. so again when we talk about you know how we are in america and we've become americanized Instead of getting together as a community and saving our money and putting our money in the bucket, we're displaced. We don't trust each other, but we trust the white man. Just like the Somalian, I'm going to tell you, the, one of the best cultures that I've observed was Nepali. I had a Nepali family work for me. It was five of them. They saved every dollar that they earned for three years, paid cash for a house out in New Albany. Cash. They don't believe in debt, right? They believe in ownership. That's where we come from, right? 
Mm-hmm. But because, you know, we're separated and I've been programmed to think of you a certain way and you a certain way, so you, we can never get up. We can, we can never get ahead. Never. You know, you look at the Mexicans. They can be 10 in the house. Mm-hmm. Shit, five years later, they own everything in Mexico. Pretty mm-hmm. much. You know what I'm saying? They don't believe in debt. Debt is slavery, right? Yes. You owe a man. And the moment you mispan him, he takes everything from you. That's that's slavery. And on that note, here's something to leave you uh, black in thought. The things that we're asking for is justice, reform. It's not just change and appeasement. Uh, So many times as with these statues, with the Black National Anthem before the first NFL preseason games, these are things thrown out to appease us and to be smoking mirrors. As a people, we have to look through these smoking mirrors and enforce upon these leaders to get the exact reform and justice that we're looking for and that we need. Stop trying to appease us because it ain't working. DJ Payne One. You know I'm flawed, but you love me anyway. A lot of times I'm so wrong, but you love me. Thank you for listening to this episode, and we want you to come back for more. If you like what you heard, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. We're on all the major networks, Apple, Google, TuneIn, Spotify, and many more. Check out our social media, and please like, follow, and comment on Facebook, Black and Thought, Instagram, Black and Thought Podcast, and Twitter, Black and Thought Podcast. Please subscribe, share, and once again, thank you for listening. You know I'm flawed